Meanwhile, Dan King said, get rid of the animals and turn it into an arbor... <laughs> meanwhile, Dan King... Meanwhile, Dan King said, get rid of the animal... Hang on, let me start again. I'm f***ed up. What is it? Arbort... Arboretum? I think it's like an... Uh, as in trees. It's Arbor, next to Arbor. the vivariums. How about you, Mel? How are things out in the burbs? While the dogs are back picking and shitting in front of our garden... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, green grass. Oh, oh no. yeah, we've got some nice green grass out yeah, there at the moment. Yeah, but yep. you know, the owners of these dogs don't leave. You know, they don't even live in our block. Uh, yeah, go go for a shave, but you know, more likely get a haircut. Um, I think anyone who knows me knows that I can barely grow a mo. <laughs> I'm trying to grow one right now. Yep. You're lucky, uh, man. You're lucky. Hello and welcome to the Bureau Podcast. I'm Matt Cowan, the Bureau Chief and your host. Thank you for joining me for another ripper episode on Vietnam's award-winning podcast. That's right, we won an award earlier in the year in the My Roadcast competition and received some cool microphones for one of our episodes. If you'd like to listen to it, you can find it wherever you're listening to this and let us know what you think we'd be interested to know. On the show today, which as it happens is October 1 and the first day of an easing of lockdown restrictions in Ho Chi Minh City. After something like two months, we have all the usual and perhaps not so usual news highlights from the week. We also ran another sneaky survey on the Bureau Asia channels this past week. You've got to love a good survey. This time about the Saigon Zoo and what to do with it. So stick around for that and much more. Now, sticking about here with me as usual, double jabbed, green carded up with nowhere to go, is the Bureau's content manager, Melanie Kasul. How are you, Mel? Uh, I have no choice. <laughs> I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah, you are a bit, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, had my second dose and. I actually felt a bit sick for the last two days after having it, but yep, back to normal, quote unquote normal. I still haven't ventured out and I think I won't. I'm just going to let things settle. We're still not, you know, we're not going to go hungry anytime soon. So <laughs> I'm, I, I'm Wouldn't just- Wouldn't hurt if we did. No, I'm just, I'm just here. Hey, apart from our big win in the My Roadcast mm -hmm. competition, Mel, have you ever won anything else of note in your time? Yes. Uh, I peaked really early. <laughs> <laughs> I won a couple of things in the early 90s. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a while um, back. My, uh, my, my thesis film uh, from university uh, won Best Short Film wow. uh, in the Indie Film Fest run by the Cultural Center of the Philippines. Very nice. Uh, I did that with two of my friends, uh, okay. Joyce and Anna. So credit to yeah, them. Hi to them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Credits to them too. <laughs> and then the year after, like I said, I peaked really early. I won a nationwide um, talent competition. No way. For Channel V. Wow, I remember Channel yeah, V. I know, I was the first Filipino VJ. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I actually knew that. Yeah. How was that? That's pretty good. Uh, 
Well, the rain lasted for <laughs> for whenever it lasted until they found a new one. Wow, cool stuff. And then um, because at that time, Channel V in, you know, in our beam, in our cable beam, they were stationed in Hong Kong. Right. And in 97, when um, the, the Brits, yeah, yep. when, when the handover uh, transitioned from Great Britain to China, that office closed down. So right. yeah, there were, there were some. So back to Manila for you. Oh, but I was always based in Manila. Right, right. Yeah. So there okay, you go. Cool. That's <laughs> super cool. And uh, waiting on the line in the green room, hopefully for the last time, not because we're sacking him. No, we love him. Because we're hoping we can do this face to face from now on or sooner rather than later, is the birthday boy from yesterday, none other than co-host Andrew Tran. Happy birthday, Andy. Yay, happy birthday. Hey, hey. Thank you for the gift and well wishes from you and Mel yesterday. Thank you. And thank you to all of my friends and family uh, that sent me their well wishes and slid into my DMs and everything else. So thank you very much. Did anybody else slip into your DM, Andy? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, that leads on to my next question. How did you spend your day, Andy? Yeah, it was, it was actually, funnily enough, it was low-key. Uh, I spent the day. <laughs> the time to find that birthday messages. So close, um, but just fans. so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I spoke with the fam and friends back home and got some food presents from from nice. people like yourself. So nice. thank you. Um, a meat tray. You know, very Aussie. <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah. So like, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, some carrot cake as well. From, uh, from do stuff like on. So big thank you to them. Mm. Yeah. Where's that? Good. Where's do? How, how do you call it? Dulce. 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 Dulce, Dulce de Saigon. Where yeah. is that? I don't think they have a physical store, but okay. I think oh. they're currently based somewhere in Bintan. Oh. I think they kind of work out of there. And so you just order it from Facebook and stuff. But they make some really great carrot cake. So anyone who is a carrot cake fan, uh, definitely check them out. Yeah, uh, feel I mean, free to send some. As well, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, actually, you know what? When we meet up, we'll, we'll try and order one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Order okay. One. Yeah. Hey, Mel, mm-hmm. um, is there one particular birthday you've had that was memorable? Ah, um, 18th birthday. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't do it like the Europeans do, but we do have like a Deb, you know, a debutante. Right. Okay. So, well, we're not that rich, so I didn't have like a big <laughs> debutante ball in a hotel, but some of my friends were, you know, and I was part of their 18 roses. But yeah, the, the 18th birthday was really special. I share my birthday with my dad, so every birthday is special too. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And what about you, Andy? Apart from this one, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, apart from this one. Yeah, no, um, 31st, I think. I had a really good one in Sydney when I was still living in Sydney. It was on a boat. Ooh. It was a clear, beautiful spring day. Wow. Uh, overlooking the harbour from Point Piper. Wow. Really beautiful. What about you, Matt? <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell mine now after that. Uh, well, I've always enjoyed every birthday, um, but they're coming around a little bit quick these days. Um, There are two that come to mind. My 21st, I rented a 40-seat bus and organized my own pub crawl. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of good. I was In Brizzy? No, no, this was uh, down in Victoria, down near Melbourne. A bus is good because you can sort of, um, it's hard to get gate crashes. You just keep the people you like with you. Um, And our final destination on that pub crawl was the Echuca Moama Sports Club. 
I think it's called the Sporties. <laughs> and uh, it's across the Murray in Moama in rural southern New South Wales near where I grew up. And by coincidence, there was a U2 cover band playing that night. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I loved U2. So that was perfect. And uh, the second one was my 40th. Mm, yep. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, you'd remember that. Uh, we went to Bangkok and stayed at the Okura Prestige. Mm. Yeah, I splurged a bit on that one. Three nights there, just about yeah. broke the bank. Mm. Uh, but it was worth it. And it was uh, Songkran. Your birthday is always Yeah, that's Songkran. right. Yeah, yeah. April, yep. mid-April. Mm. And um, that the Okura, Okura? Okura? Okura. Okura Prestige. Um, they had like a swimming pool that yeah, looked over the city. Yeah, it's got city. a cantilevered yeah. swimming pool about halfway up. I don't know how many floors it is mm. uh, total, but halfway up, I hope this swimming open. pool hangs out over yeah, the edge. Yeah, that was pretty Yeah, amazing. it has this uh, infinity pool in mm-hmm. it. So that was awesome. And then the following week, I had a boys trip to Nyatjang. Yeah. Uh, that was fun, but I won't tell you what we got up to. <laughs> what, what happens in Nyatjang stays yeah, in Nyatjang. Yeah, it's really good. Well, we can't not lead with the big news that social distancing restrictions are easing. So let's do it. All week, the rumour mills were cranked up to full blast. The chatter on social media was all about whether restrictions will ease or not. And the decibels as we got closer to the cleaning ladies certainly amplified. (laughs) And we're happy to say restrictions have eased. VN Express reported yesterday that a new directive on pandemic control for Ho Chi Minh City was rolled out on Thursday with specific guidance on easing COVID-19 restrictions gradually. Now, before we dig into the details, let's take a quick look at the numbers in Ho Chi Minh City as reported by VN Express, one of the leading English language news sites in Vietnam that's been covering the situation since it started. Two weeks ago on the show, we reported that the number of new cases in this wave had reached over 660,000. That figure is now close to 780,000, with the seven-day average of daily new cases over the past 28 days at 8,622. On Wednesday, there were 8,744 cases reported. Overall, there have been 14,000 COVID-related deaths in Ho Chi Minh City since the end of April this year. Now for the good news. Everything is trending downwards in terms of daily new cases, patients under treatment, and importantly, deaths. Meanwhile, recoveries have shot up, which is a great sign. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, Andy, how's everything looking in your neighbourhood in the centre of town? Yeah, things are starting to ease. I mean, they started easing after 6 p.m. yesterday. Um, people are filling up their bikes, getting their batteries recharged. Geez, the fuel prices went up as well. Oh, did they? Uh, How much overall. are they? I haven't been um, to a to a fuel station in ages. Mm. Uh, when I checked, it was about 21K per litre, which is um, Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, average, it's it gone up about 19, 20. Yeah, yeah I used to right. fill up for about two bucks, yeah. yeah. This is diesel, yeah. right? For the motorbike, no, what? No, 2T? No. <laughs> Petrol. <laughs> Up it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, overall it's been good. Overall it's been good. Kind of see, you know, more people beeping. I don't know why. I'm like, guys. Okay, that's a good you know, sign. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. And how beeping. about? It's funny. funny. It's funny how they do it, though. I know. It's, like it's, a, a, a five meter radius. Maybe they're just really happy. You know, like beeping yeah. is a sign like, yay, I'm alive, yeah, I'm back. back on this, we're back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
How about you, Mel? How are things out in the burbs? While the dogs are back pissing and shitting in front of our garden, <laughs> goodbye green grass. Oh, oh no. yeah, we've got some nice green grass out yeah, there at the moment. But, yep. you know, the owners of these dogs don't leave, you know, they don't even live in our block. So <laughs> if there's one thing that the quarantine was very good is that our grass had a had a rest, you know? <laughs> there were no dogs pissing and shitting on it and it, it had a chance to recover. But now that people can go outside, the people living on the other side mm. of the apartment block, they don't even live here. Mm. They're, they're, we have a really nice garden, you know, in our block and yep. everybody just thinks it's their public toilet for their dogs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so. Okay, so what exactly can we do if we've had the two jabs? Well, there's a whole list of activities that can resume, which we don't really need to go into. And they're related to industry, etc., which is great. Don't get me wrong. It means things are beginning to roll again. But on a more personal level, these are the things you can do, I think. And I've tried to put them into layman's terms. I want you guys to guess what's open for operation. So just jump in after each one, okay? Okay. So you're going to give like a situation and then we're going to say what's open. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just think it's a bit easier because when you read these Mm. directives, there's there's so much information there and you're like, hang on, what did I just read and what's open? What can (laughs) I do? Okay. So I'm just going to give you basically hints and then you tell me what's open. Okay. Okay. So the first one is get your motorbike fixed and fill it up. Oh, this is going well. <laughs> petrol station. Yes, petrol stations are open. And get your motor running. If uh, you can get your motorbike fixed. Oh, um, fixing places, mechanics. <laughs> fixing <laughs> places. Yes, well done, Andy. Uh, the next one is uh, get your toilet unblocked. Oh, man. Our toilet is Maintenance, blocked. yes. <laughs> Um, management office of yeah. your Yeah, who are apartment? the guys that unblock toilets usually? What's um, the job name? The worker. Kind of? <laughs> That's what our real estate agent and always says. And they clean says. pipes, they yeah. put pipes in. What do you call them? The in worker. English. In English. The plumber. Yeah, plumbers. Plumbers are able to come in. Mm. Uh, the next one is uh, pick up some flowers for your wives and or girlfriends. Uh, grocery stores? Who has multiple wives these days? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take grocery stores. Uh, where do you usually get flowers? Uh, the, the wet market. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Flower shop. Oh, my, my, oh, my quizzes yeah. don't go very well, do Andy they? Andy said flower shop. Uh, yes, what well on Andy? Florists, mm. yes. Is that correct? Oh, oh yes. yeah, right. Uh, the next one is yeah. go shopping for frogs. Uh. Wait, I think Melbourne. Answered that right? It is the, <laughs> the, the wet, wet market. market. The wet market. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So for international listeners, it's quite normal to go shopping and uh, to wet markets, and you'll see lots mm-hmm. of frogs there. I think some people call it the fish market. I just say wet market. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Next one. Ask in person why your credit card has been blocked. Oh. <laughs> so what's open? Oh, scammers. No. What? <laughs> Which place? Which place is now open? You the can bank, go. And, yes, the bank. that's right. Banks are open. Uh, the next one. Oh, when's this list end? 
Meet with a professional to discuss the ramifications of your overstay. <laughs> Embassy, consulate. Okay, that that could be one. But meet the with a professional. Visa office. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who Embassy else? or consulate. What other sort of legal people? The police. Mm-hmm. The immigration office. If the police catch you, then you need the to. The immigration office. There's a person. There's, there's a, a person. There's a person who knows the law very well and can defend you. Ah, scammers. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, law office, lawyers. Lawyers, yeah, okay. lawyers are open, those sorts of services. Okay, quickly moving on. <laughs> uh, learn how nasty the Americans were during the war. Um, there's a place. The War Museum? The museums, yeah, museums are open. In general. Yes. Yeah. Really? Um, really? Yeah, for limited numbers of people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they'll be checking. Yep. Yeah, that's really good though. So if yep. you know Art galleries and stuff oh, like that. Really? Are open. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, the next one. Pray to God somewhere. The church. Churches are opened. Um Temple. Yeah, temples oh, as well. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh the next one. Get married or get buried. Scammers. <laughs> oh god. Oh. <laughs> Lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that'll do. That'll do. Um, next one, catch a bus. All right, the bus. The Fumihong bus is back? Yeah, the bus or is stations the green are bus? open awesome. all the, and public transport. Is this district to district, province to province, city uh, to city? I don't think province to province. But, okay, um, district I think to district. district to district is okay. okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then finally, phew, um, get a shave. Well, it's shaver. <laughs> barber. Yeah, barbershop. Yeah, the barbershops. airport. The barbershop. Huh? Airport. What do you mean? Landing strip. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's that's the beauty salons for the ladies. I think Mel's hey, referring to. Yep. Have you have you ever been to the you know the roadside um, shavers? You know, like the old men. Yeah, yeah. Like right on the side. Yeah, of the where road. they have a. How's it like? Uh, it's kind of hot and. <laughs> dangerous. Uh, dangerous. <laughs> Tapping a shot. What do you mean? I don't, I don't go often. <laughs> <laughs> Haircut and shave and trim. Oh, they do your ears as well. They can do that. With a wax. I've only Hot ever wax. had that. I've only ever done that one. No, they don't wax your ears, but they they um, reach into your ear with, with a, a poker stick. Yeah, and they really get right in there uh, on your eardrum. And I've had it done once and it was a bit freaky for me. Mm. It's a bit sticky yeah. in there. It's a bit close for comfort. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. How clean are those instruments? Though? Yeah, like well, that's the, the other thing too. Yeah. So uh, I usually just go to like a, a regular barbershop. So there's plenty in the city, tons in yeah. Ho Chi Minh City, and they're all really well trained. It's one of the the trades in um, Ho Chi Minh City where mm-hmm. um, the guys are really well trained and they yeah. do a good job. They do a great job yeah. with hair like mine, um, all types, so it's great. So, guys, what's the first thing you're going to do from that list? Uh, well, for me, I'm going for a shave. <laughs> <laughs> More like a haircut. I think anyone who knows me knows that. I can barely grow a mo. I'm trying to grow one right now. Yep. You're lucky, uh, man. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, but it's good and bad. Like sometimes I'm like, man, it would be nice to have a bit of growth, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, you know? Not really. Uh, but 
Uh, but you know, and then also lose some of that unwanted KGs. They're probably the top. But the gyms aren't open yet. Uh, are the that, parks? I, I think some of them are. Yeah, uh, yeah. How about the parks? Yeah, the parks are open. Yeah, I can go for a Park walk. Open. But gyms are, are limited numbers again. I see. Yeah, but you yeah. can go. Yeah. Mm. You got a book. Yep. You got oh, a book. that's oh, right. Do you? So okay. Yeah, you got a book. Get that. What about you, Mel? Um, get that toilet unblocked. <laughs> <laughs> get a haircut. And maybe check out the um, the fish market, the wet market. Okay. Let's see what's what's out there. Yeah, that'd be good to go and see. Yeah. Um, I'm desperate to hit the barbershop, as I said. I look like a cross between Grizzly Adams and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. Had the Revenant. What was that? Was it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I haven't had a haircut since May, so however many months that is, and haven't had a shave in two months, so uh, it feels like I'm wearing a welcome mat on my face. An online article caught my attention this week regarding how Saigon Zoo is requesting 1.3 million US dollars in financial support to stay open. The director of the zoo said that the zoo has been shut since May this year and that it costs 3 to 4 billion Vietnam dong, approximately 130,000 US dollars per month for its upkeep and presumably to keep all those animals alive. Andy, Mel, have you been to the zoo? Yes, I went there last year and I was, to be very honest, I was kind of excited because I was always wondering what the zoo was going to be like here in Vietnam. I had heard things about it, not so nice things about it, but, um, but I still wanted to see it. And, uh, you know, I paid my little fee entry, but I think at the end, man, I was really sad. Yeah. You get to see some, you get to see some of the enclosures. I love giraffes, see the lions, see the apes. But man, they, they ain't happy. And what's, what's the more sad is when you see the plastic rubbish, like the wrappers and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, really? Very, very sad. What about yeah. you, Mel? Yeah. Well, I used to live in Muay Tham A, Kai. So that's another expat ghetto near the zoo. Uh, so I actually jogged a lot in that park, you know, all those years ago. And look, the trees and flowers are lovely. Children playing, picnicking with their families are really nice. You know, that's one mm. thing about Vietnam that I really like are the open spaces where you can have a simple, uh, cheap outing with your family, right? But, you know, I've, my first time in the zoo was in 2006 and that tiger has been doing that yeah. motion, right. like walking around from one end to the cage, going round yeah, and round. The fence. I know yeah. it's that same tiger has been doing that depressing yeah. movement since 2006 yeah. when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw him there in 2010 and he was doing the same thing. Mm. Yeah. The company that manages the zoo, Saigon Zoo Botanical Garden Company Limited, also said that it has called on the public to donate and has shared the zoo's bank account details on its social media. In April last year, the zoo was forced to close its gates, something you'd expect all good zookeepers would usually do. Just <laughs> on that, I wonder where the animals would bolt to first if they mm. left the gates open. I know the elephant enclosure backs onto the canal there, so I wouldn't mind betting they'd swim for it. Ha! Have you guys heard about that? problem with uh, Pablo Escobar's yeah. hippopotamus. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I doubt if that's gonna happen here in Vietnam, though. I mean, aside from that canal, there's no like big lake or big river. Well, Saigon estuary. River. Well, next to the zoo. Well, the canal goes into the oh, Saigon yeah. River, so sure. you could end up with some elephants swimming yeah, out into but the then Saigon apparently Zoo. Apparently, uh, Saigon River. Yeah, but when when things got sequestered after he died, his private zoo, the animals ran amok in the city, and then the hippos are now like. There's this one male hippo that apparently was like really virile. Yeah, you don't want to upset those guys. <laughs> yeah, and so like really alpha hippo. Yeah. And it, he was causing havoc to the farms. And yeah, yeah, it's now become a ecological biodiversity problem or some sort. So, yeah. Well, uh, letting them out Jumanji style would be one way of making sure people didn't break social distancing protocols in the city, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Imagine sitting down to a latte at an outdoor cafe, about to take a sip, light up a fag, and then chomp would definitely thin out the number of grab drivers lying about, I reckon. Uh, lots of monkeys. <laughs> anyway, uh, last year the, <laughs> anyway, last year the zoo lost a reported 6.8 billion Vietnam dong, which is almost 300,000 US dollars. Now, the other thing that's worth noting is that the zoo is one of the oldest in the world, having been built by the French in 1864 and is self-funded by ticket sales. It's home to 1,300 species of animals, apparently, and 2,500 trees. Yeah, there's a lot of trees there, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Well, I wanted to find out what all of our Bureau followers out there thought about it. So I set up a poll on our socials at the Bureau Asia on Facebook and Instagram. And we got some interest in it. The topic seems to strike a chord with people. Who doesn't love animals, I suppose? Mm. This time round, compared to other polls I've put out there, results on Instagram aren't really worth reporting. However, it was a different story on Facebook. The options for voters in the poll were one close the zoo and turn it into a public park. Two, keep the zoo open and refurbish it. Three, close the zoo and develop the site into something else. And four, keep the zoo open as it is. Mm. Now, 62% voted for option one, close the zoo and turn it into a public park. 37% voted for option two, keep the zoo open and refurbish it. And 1% voted for option three, close the zoo and develop the site into something else. No one voted to keep the zoo open as it is. Of course, that's a very, you know, pragmatic answer. Andy, did you vote? Yeah, I did. I thought about keeping the zoo Mm. and refurbishing it. Number two. Because I still think, yeah, I still think if you're a little kid, it's still a cool experience to see certain animals. I mean, I think when you get older, you, you, you realize like the negative impacts of that. But I think when you're a kid, as long as the zoo is well-maintained, like mm. when I think of a zoo that's well-maintained, I'm thinking of like Taronga Zoo, like Sydney, right? Right. Mm. Uh, where they're pretty well-maintained. So if you can try and get to that standard, yeah, 100%. I think if you can keep the zoo and refurbish it, that'll be great. But given the current economic climate, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, if I could vote again, I'll probably called the closed zoo, turned mm. to a public park. Yeah, what about you guys? Well, if there's one zoo that's really outstanding, it's the it's the Bindi 
um, Australia Zoo. Yeah, Australia Zoo. Well, it's not just Bindi. It's the entire, um, you know, crocodile hunter family. What's his name? Irwin, Steve Irwin. Yeah, Steve Irwin, the late Steve Irwin and the family. And I think when the bushfires happened in Australia, that zoo also became a sanctuary. Right. And they have doctors, uh, vets, you know, people who are educated on how to take care of, you know, the koalas and other, other animals that are, that suffered. So if we can make the zoo somewhat resemble a, like a sanctuary, then that would also be good. But I, so I voted for number two as well. But I did raise my voice and said, can we do animal euthanasia? You know, I know it's like a really sad option to take, but I think it is a a realistic option at the moment, you know. So euthanasia is uh, the act of deliberately ending an animal's life to end their suffering. And I think right now the animals are suffering. Like that tiger, you know, Mm. I saw him doing those. motions in 2006 you saw him in 2010 and yep. he's probably still doing it right now and it's I just was, really sad i was there last in about april mm. or march just before our our recent lockdown mm. i can't remember going over to the tiger but there were two or three elephants there and they were swaying and uh, one one was under Sad. its shelter, yeah. And there's a electric fence around the entire enclosure, but okay. the other one was outside, and he had his own electric fence around him. So he probably is a man, like a male. Sorry, he's probably a male elephant. No, a bull. Yeah, yeah. maybe, but but they sway because they're. They're sad and they've got nothing to do and they're bored and, you know, they've basically given up, you yeah. know. So, so yeah. with this animal euthanasia, you know, ultimately it's aimed at minimizing suffering and mitigating poor animal welfare where no other realistic options are available. And if, if the zoo is bleeding right now financially, this might be the only option they have. So that definition of euthanasia that I just um, said is, by the way, from the website of a registered charity organization uh, in England and Wales called Wild Welfare, which has actually sought to cooperate with the Vietnam Zoos Association, or VZA, and Vietnam's government body since 2017. But browsing through their website today, preparing for this show, there hasn't been any updates of these interventions. So that's you know, I'm wondering why doesn't the uh, the zoo organization call on these guys for help? You know, I mean, there are worldwide charities that that is that is there to help animals. So I'm wondering why doesn't the current administration of of the Ho Chi Minh of the Saigon Zoo contact this charity because they are they've been reaching out. So that begs the question, does the current zoo administration really want to save the zoo or do they just want that cash for something else? Well, we also had some great comments on our social media. Let me read some out. Cy Woodley said, the zoo needs a complete revamp. Concentrate on local species and conservation. The herptile displays are a joke, really, with a few lizards, snakes and frogs. There's more reptile diversity in the zoo's grounds than in the vivariums. 
This country has huge biodiversity. Make it a proud place to educate visitors on species mainly native to Vietnam. Meanwhile, Dan King said, get rid of the animals and turn it into an arboretum, public event space, cultural centre. Sadly, I feel they will just cut down the trees and sell the land for development. See, that's the, I think that's, that's the most likely thing, unfortunately, that's going to happen. Andy Hill said, all in all, a pretty dismal place. Beautiful surrounds and magnificent trees, but please shut the zoo down. Kevin Lee said, I hope the Singapore Zoo and some other zoo could come in and adopt them, perhaps. The land should be maintained as parkland too. Some of the dipterocarp trees, okay, these guys are testing me on my... <laughs> Uh, the big trees in there are over 150 years old. Meanwhile, Matthew Underwood said, I see more Vin Towers in our future. They'll probably buy a giraffe so they can stay licensed as a zoo, then kill the giraffe. Oh, that's terrible. Stella Hidaka said, the zoo should be kept for the purpose of education for young children and to do so they can employ robotic animals which has been around a while and is more affordable and sustainable in the long term. That's a really interesting yeah, idea. Yeah, she shared a great video on it too. Mm. So there is um, development in that area of mm. uh, robotic uh, zoo animals. Can we do that for dinosaurs? That would be... Yeah, the, the video talks about that as well. Mm. And finally, Craig Brogan, a legendary lawn bowler in District 2, said, Lawn bowls, nine-hole golf, village cricket. yes to two out of uh three i don't think that having another golf course is going to be good that's just like too much water okay great don't forget you can keep up to date with what we're doing on social media at the bureau asia and on our website thebureauasia.com Right, with the excitement of things opening up a little and hopefully in the not-too-distant future, international tourism opening up here, I got to wondering about how Vietnam should market itself as a destination to certain demographics, not just to travellers. Now, guys, you know I'm a big fan of radio, and okay, I'll admit it, I don't mind a bit of classic gold from the 60s, 70s and 80s, Now, the other day I was listening to 4KQ Classic Hits in Brisbane. And of course, they have ads that target a certain demographic. Like you. Let's be honest. (laughs) Don't have all that much time left before, you know, they, they curl their toes up. And so I noticed a lot of the ads are about retirement villages insurance schemes scammers and and funeral services so that's where I got the idea for this segment today (laughs) yeah I love radio bring it on Uh, I used to be a radio news reader back in the day kids jazz 10 11 wow yeah yes and I'm also a professional voiceover talent yeah, try calling the Philippine consulate in Ho Chi Minh City and you'll, and you know. And you'll what? <laughs> you'll hear there me you say. Go. hear that? Mabuhai, press one for further options. What's two? Nothing. <laughs> now, I think Andy's sitting back there going, what the hell is going on? Um, so what I've done is... I've written each of you a short script. Hey, I wrote oh, sorry. my own I, script. Yeah, sorry. 
well, I've I've written me and Andy a script <laughs> uh, for a fifteen second ad that promotes Vietnam in a certain way. All you have to do is read it, and you'll have to read multiple characters and make it sound like an ad. Okay, so sell it to the people. Okay, it's like the Gruen transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah. Ever yeah. watch that show, yeah. Andy? The Gruen transfer. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, on ABC. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, now, I'm ready. Now, to calm your nerves, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, just so you can get a feel for what I'm talking about and, you know, I can lead the way a little bit. Um, <laughs> can we do a take two? If Yeah, don't worry if you muck it up. Okay. That's okay. That's part of the fun. Okay. Um, and I've gone to the trouble of loading up some sound effects and Ooh. some music as well. Okay. So if you hear that come in. So I think I've got about three sound effects. Andy's got two or three, and Mel, you have a couple. Okay. So it might come in a little bit loud as I adjust the volumes, but um, don't get distracted. Yeah, yeah it'll okay. Be okay. And if you screw it up, you can start again. Okay. No doubt I will because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try and read my script and play these sound effects as well. Okay. All right. This this could go really well and be funny or it could be just really Really shite. politically anyway. incorrect. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be my ad to encourage foreigners uh, to come and live in Vietnam. And keep in mind the context is it's kind of like a classic gold radio station. So it's kind of um, a bit lame. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um Here we go. Let me see. Oh, my God. Okay. Fed up with the rigmarole of renewing your driver's license? Too right. Annoyed you can't have a couple of quiet beers after a drive home? (coughs) Bloody oath. (laughs) Not to mention the cost of home cleaning services. Don't get me started. Live in Vietnam where you can enjoy privilege on a budget. What are you waiting for? Throw away that license now and come to paradise. Hang on. <laughs> where, where people do everything for you. Honey, where did you say Vietnam was again? <laughs> oh, who's I missed. Who's your target audience here, Callan? Um, well, I said that the... Baby boomers. Yeah, imagine that it's kind okay. of a classic gold. <laughs> because this is where I got the ins- inspiration from. I got it from 4KQ in Brisbane and uh, they have all those ads, you know. So I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah. I, I actually missed one um, sound effect. It was the cash register and I'm, okay. I'm holding on to my, my notes and, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll be interested to see how that comes out in the edit. What's Andy selling? All right, uh, Andy's next. Uh, well, everybody is selling. Oh, living in Vietnam, Vietnam the okay, lifestyle okay. of Vietnam. All right, so there's yeah. certain uh, attributes and features yeah. that were okay. So mine, selling. mine was about you know, screw the rules. Sure. You know, come here, don't worry about okay. it. Go and have a beer if you want, and and uh, look, I'm not condoning <laughs> it. Jump on the motorbike and go home after work after a couple of years. Okay, so Andy, are, are you, you ready? ready? Um, All right, I'll give it let, a go. Hopefully, I don't screw it up for you. I've got. Let me just check this. How many sound <laughs> effects does he like, have? Uh, yeah, I think I have 
two for you, Andy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let me see. Um, Tell me, everyone. Action. Okay. Action. What's going on the weekend, mate? Um, got a few dates lined up. I just wish I had better luck meeting girls. Hey, do you know that Vietnam and Russia have a visa agreement? Really? Yep. And you know what that means? Everyone speaks Russian? Well, not really. There's lots of Russian ladies that sign me up. Sign up to Vietnam. Not dating us. I actually forgot to leave and, oh, sorry, I'm a terrible producer. Um, I had this music down as romantic music and it should have been at the beginning. Oh, and I think it should let's have, do it again. should have played over. Let's do it again. Let's okay. do it again. I had it in the wrong order. Okay, let's okay. do it again. All right, sorry, so, Andy, Andy, before you talk, right. wait for the music, right? And then it just goes on forever. Uh, no, the music's only for about 15 or 16 seconds. So uh, when, Andy, when you say, um, got a few dates lined up, I'll hit the music, yep. the background music. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. All right. Take two. Okay. What's going on, mate? No, no, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> what's going on this weekend, mate? <laughs> wait, wait, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. All right. No, because like you guys laugh and like. Yeah, sorry, okay, 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 okay. It's good. Right. It's okay. okay. Right. Hang in there, brother. All right. What's going on the weekend, mate? Um, got a few dates lined up. I just wish I had better luck meeting girls. Hey, where's the music? Yeah, it's in. It's it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay. Wait, I can't hear it though. Oh no, just finished. <laughs> It's like 15 second music. Okay, all right. Um, let's go to when when you get to, yep, and you know what that means. I'll start the music because mm. I think the music finishes a little bit quick. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'll start again. I'll start okay. again. Okay. Take three, Andy. Here we go. Right. What's going on this weekend, mate? Um, got a few dates lined up. I just wish I had better luck meeting girls. Hey, did you know that Vietnam and Russia have a visa agreement? Really? Yup. You know what that means. Everyone speaks Russian? Well, not really, but there's lots of Russian ladies there, stupid. Sign me up. Sign up to Vietnam. Not dating us. <laughs> nice. I like it. Oh, uh, unfortunately, the uh, music drowned out my Russian lady saying I love you. Oh. This one here. Oh, yet to blend the blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well done. I think uh, there'll be people out there who would come to Vietnam yeah. just because of that, Andy. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you see it already, don't you? But uh, <laughs> Up in uh, Nang. But uh, don't Up expect the Vietnam Tourism Board to be on the, on the phone anytime uh. soon. Okay. <laughs> oh, I actually have a scheme. For the, you know, this uh, advertisement that I wrote, this is actually patterned after the Philippine Department of Tourism oh. offer. Okay, so you copied. Well, no. This <laughs> is like invented, obviously. Okay, so this one has a sound effect at the beginning. Okay, so I'll wait for you to. Right. Okay, so count me down and then we go. All right, Mel. Are you ready? <clears throat> Are you ready? Take one. Mic test, mic test. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, three, two, one. Having a hard time hearing this? 
Say that again, love? That's right. Time to consider assisted living in Vietnam. Avail of our assisted living retirement visa product line programs. Classic Gold, Visa Deposit Convertible into Property Investments. Sugar Daddy, <laughs> Visa Deposit Convertible into Shady Business Investments. Second Lifer, Visa Deposit Refundable on Your 90th Birthday. Enjoy the cacophony of gloriously loud karaoke music in your twilight years to keep you feeling young. Tired of your old life? Then get a second life here. No visa required for spouses. <laughs> wow. Professional. One take wonder. Unbelievable. I'm impressed. That's why you're a VJ. <laughs> You've got the job. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm i tempted. Those um, those offers are really... <laughs> those offers are looking pretty good. Yeah. Matt, which one would you take? Classic, sugar, second, which one? I don't know. For some reason, sugar daddy is popping out. But <laughs> I like the idea of... <laughs> I like the idea of second lifer. You're going to get your deposit but, soon. But you only get, yeah. I'm only, uh, I'm only valid. Uh, what is it? I'm only, um, oh shit. I'm only, I'm losing it now. I'm only eligible on my 90th birthday. So I've got, you get a go. refund on oh, your right. 90th birthday. Well, that's it for another show. We've survived lockdown. Yay! Kind of. I'm, yeah, I'm going to spend the rest of the day sifting through those retirement packages. What about you guys? I am going to chill out. I am going to check out what's happening. Might walk over to Woodware and uh, see what's happening tonight. Oh, nice. Uh, nice to chill out. What about you, Mel? Yeah. What about you, Mel? Um, just stay in. <laughs> It's uh, the quarantine has trained me well. It's Friday night. I have nowhere to go. My hair is a mess. I'm hitting the pillows. <laughs> okay, well, Mel, as always, thank you. Put it there. Yay! You can follow Mel on Instagram at Melanie Kasul and on all our other Bureau Asia channels. She requests no spam calls about retirement plans, just genuine ones, please. Scammer! And to our somewhat lonely co-host, Andrew Chan, happy birthday for yesterday, mate. I hope you had a great one and your day wasn't blown due to social distancing. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow Andy on Instagram and wish him a happy birthday at Andrew Tran Digital. I'm going to get through this. And you can also check out his cool marketing course for small to medium businesses on his website, andrewtran.com. Asia. And finally, thank you for listening and keep the friendly messages coming. We've received a few in the past couple of weeks and it pumps us up. So thank you for that. Also, please show your support by sharing our content or get in touch if you want some exposure for your business. And visit our website, thebureauasia.com, along with our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Andy at the Bureau Asia.